Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap a sensational weekend at Torrey Pines for the 121st U.S. Open. John Rahm's back-to-back birdies was a win for the ages, and we dive into the entire week along with the results of our bets and Nicholas's and Norman's. Also, we preview the Women's PGA Championship at Atlanta Athletic Club. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. We have a great episode planned for you guys today. I am Randy Duran with my co-host here, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. Uh, God, what a weekend. Um, this uh, We're obviously talking uh, major week, the U.S. Open uh, down in Torrey Pines this weekend. Um, I have to say, I, I see you have here too, it's probably one of the better majors we've had in recent memory. Um, yeah. I got to say that, you know, Phil Phil's win at at the PGA was great and all, um, but in terms of uh, of drama and kind of some um, excitement, gotta say this one was probably the best. Yeah, we've seen. suspense on a Sunday for us. It was Sunday afternoon, but East Coast prime time as well. Um, you got yeah, I love yeah, it. When yeah, I love it when it's West Coast or Hawaii, so we it get was, to. It, it, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a Sunday for the U.S. Open. Hell of a week, um, but but overall that Sunday it was you know that what what basically what you asked for when you're talking major championship golf. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to Sunday. Um, you know, there's a long tournament uh, starting on Thursday and Friday. I uh, just wanted to get some things out of the way that it started with a fog delay. Um, I have to say. That would never happen here in San Francisco. There's been multiple majors that have been uh, hosted here that had no fog delay, and it was mm-hmm. foggy all day long. Ladies played in the fog at the Olympic Club exactly. Friday when we were there. I mean, the U.S. Open when it was at Olympic Club as well in 2012, there was no fog delay, but I guess down there... They so finished now. in the fog uh, yeah. at the Metahill two exactly. weeks ago. Exactly. Um, but who would... like? You know, that was just a kind of a, a cool start to it all. Um you know, everybody kind of got to be awake and, and see the first tee-offs and, and all that type of stuff on Thursday. So I really like that. Um, Good scoring conditions for the morning crew on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just some early thoughts on Thursday. Uh, the course looked fantastic. It was clearly ready to host a major championship. Um, challenging rough. The, the, the greens all week long, uh, I thought, and we'll get into that, how they progressed throughout the weekend, but... I thought that they played uh, firm but fair for the most part, even though you know the the, the winning score was uh, six under there. Uh, Brooks, a machine out of the gate. Uh, yeah, he just came. He came locked in, ready to go. Um, he was stoic out there. Was just watching a man, know, knowing what he's doing uh, in his environment, in his element, um, going, going out the there handling business. Yeah. He looked really good. He was in that that feature group with uh, with Kepka, JT, and Morikawa. Uh, that one just did not disappoint uh, for Thursday and Friday. Those guys were out there grinding and battling, and you know, even though JT didn't quite factor in uh, too close to uh, uh, you know the results here. Well, he left himself a chance. He did there on Sunday. He absolutely um, did. Um, Kepka, Morikawa, obviously uh, T fours over the over the weekend, but. Um, that group was just great. I mean, there was ups and downs yeah. all day. You could see how they were really grinding out there. Friday, uh, greens, greens firmed up. They double cut them. Uh, there was a little bit of wind, um, but not much. Uh, 
I thought that Thursday and Friday were both kind of lackluster in terms of, you know, yeah, there was a couple guys who um, went out there and played really well. I just think that there wasn't that much drama, not a lot of movement, nothing. No, nothing Friday in particular, on. I thought Bryson had a really good round Friday after how poorly he played on Thursday. Well, um, he had that he had that epiphany in his sleep. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think he just played well, um, and that 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 proved to be you know a good good kind of. I give him credit because he grinded on Thursday um, yeah. and toughed it out and, and really didn't play very well. So um, while I don't think it's the best idea to hang out and hit shots to the wee hours of the night, especially when you have a morning tea time, um, kudos. He, he, he could have very easily been out of this tournament um, by the weekend's time, and, and instead he left himself a factor up until about the 3.30 on, on Sunday. Yes, that's... Uh... Yeah, he that's what he did last the uh, the last US Open. He went out there and, and yep. crushed balls until he figured it out and he couldn't he did not figure it out on Thursday night um until he was apparently dreaming. Um Yeah, Kepka, they were talking about his open run in terms of uh, I think it was rounds under par or rounds under 70 and it was incredible. His his and I forget the numbers. It was like 60 straight. Yeah, yeah, it's like impressive. That. He uh you know he played so well on on Thursday, but he kind of disguised that because uh, he was pretty errant with a lot of shots, and he he made a lot of clutch putts yeah. um, that it seemed like he couldn't rely on. Uh, but again, a solid weekend and a solid performance uh, in the U.S. Open, which isn't surprising from from Brooks. Um, other notes I got here: there's the uh, the Molinari brothers making the cut together it's the first time that two brothers have made the cut in the u.s open since 1993 how about uh our guy guido migliozzi okay. <laughs> getting that top 10 finish or yeah. guido migliozzi fucking <laughs> the best name in golf uh just awesome uh totally agree that guy was fun to watch play golf too i don't know if you saw him oh yeah yeah, yeah he's quite the character the on uh sunday and saturday um but yeah other than that you know friday um yeah, that was when Rom kind of began like to put himself in the position for the rest of the weekend. I thought uh, he was making he was making some uh, good shots. He, he was so steady all week long, uh, and we'll get more on him. But other notable Friday things that was uh, one thing that really affected me was Hovland's withdrawal hurt me in three separate bets. Um, for he got sand in his eye, so I mean, hopefully that's, I know that's a long road to recovery. Uh, so just best of luck to yeah. I mean, it's a bummer. Hopper. He obviously doesn't want to withdraw for that. Um, so yeah, hopefully it, it's a seamless process getting that eye healed up and he's back on tour or replaced whatever whatever the whatever the uh, prescription is for that. Um, and then yeah, so I, another guy I saw on Friday that I was uh, wanting to mention on here was. Wilco Nienaber. Oh yeah, dude, this guy hits the fucking snot out of the ball. He's the complete opposite body type of Deshambo. He's long and skinny. Yeah, well, it's just levers and physics in yeah. action versus uh, brute. Dude, force. I mean, but his the the distances that he was putting out there on Friday. I mean, he was twenty yards ahead of Bryson on average. Um, you know, we'll see if he can tame it in, but. It's fun as hell to watch. Uh, they had him in that fucking uh, the 3D or the 4D camera mm -hmm. ripping one, um, which is just cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to watch him. He's a big fucking kid. Yeah. What, how tall? He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Yeah, six, South five, African kid, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's fucking big. Yeah, I'm going to be watching him. 
Uh, well, that's all I really had for Thursday and Friday. Again, I didn't really think that they were – I thought it was really lackluster. I mean, it's just a grind, right? It's yeah. U.S. Open Championship. So so it, it was for fun sure. to watch. Um, you know, Saturday it started to get a little more dicey, and then Sunday we got what we wanted. Um, but – you know, it was evident, I felt like, even going into Saturday, that we knew, uh, what's that poor English gentleman, Richard Bland, you knew oh, he oh, wasn't going Dick, Dick to hold around, um, and Russell Henry, Henley, God bless him, he hung around as long as he could, Yeah, um, longer than I thought he would, but... Henley but, played a great a great tournament. Yeah, uh, he did. The first three rounds were great. Saturday, Saturday he kicked ass, yeah. man. Um, I did not expect that at all from him. I thought he would just kind of crumble. So that was uh, I was happy for him there. Yeah, Saturday uh, the greens were as hard as they were all weekend. Um, they were completely dried out, it seemed. Uh, but there was no wind in the morning, uh, and we started we started seeing some pros make more shots in terms of um, scoring. Yeah, and and that's when you started to see the leaderboard get stacked with all these names of guys that are you know they're they're the best of the best really the cream rising to the top. Um, there was that's when <laughs> Saturday was when old Dick Bland began his slide down the leaderboard, and that's when we st- also started hoping for a Bryson and and Kepka pairing on Sunday. I remember there was a yeah. stretch there on Saturday where it could have it could have been a possibility. And I was definitely hearing Brooksy all day on the on the coverage. Uh yes, yes. Uh, they asked Bryson about it. He had a much better kind of response to it this time. But uh, yeah, you could you could hear it. You could hear it for sure. <laughs> did you see Brian Harmon's four putt on Saturday? I did not. No, I see this on here, and I I did not. I must have missed that. Um, so I can see how it happens, though. Oh, shit, those greens Reed, were brutal. Reed did one. But he did a three putt. He did the three putt, but he was like from a gimme distance on the three putt. Well, Brian Harmon wasn't too too better. Um, he was about six feet and just crushed it towards the cup, back from the cup. And then had a little tap in that he missed. I mean, almost everyone did that a couple times over the week. Not the four jack, but you know, just right. taking a six footer and running it by way too far, three putting um, from way closer than you should. Yeah. All right, we got to get into the the main event here, which was an exciting Sunday. I mean, like I said, Saturday was guys moving around, getting in position, but Sunday, that leaderboard to start the day was incredible. We got we had Bryson, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Louis Oosthuizen, Rom, Kepka, Paul Casey, Wolf, Xander, all DJ, within four. DJ D- crept back into the picture on Saturday late. All within four strokes. Uh, that's exactly what you want. Every shot mattering. People moving, living, and dying by one. You know, one shot, one hole. It was really exciting stuff. Yeah, and then Rom and Rory get out the gate with a couple uh, birdies to make yeah. it interesting. It was cool seeing Rory on the on top of the leaderboard for a little bit there. Yeah, he surprised me. Um, I thought he played very well throughout most of the day, or throughout most of the tournament, rather. Um, and and he he, uh, I did not expect that from him. So I'm I'm glad to see that it's encouraging. Uh, I mean, even down the stretch, right? It, it proved that everyone was going to uh, biff it coming down the back nine there yeah so you know uh it's not it wasn't just him um no and speaking of that it was uh officially pucker time started at 3 30 p.m here on the west coast because that is when several meltdowns began 
Um, we had roar, holes 11 and 12 were disastrous for most of these guys in terms of down the stretch. Yep. Uh, hard to score on. Um, we had Rory on 11 and 12 with a bogey, uh, with, with two bogeys, I think, or a double, a, a single and a double bogey there. Um, and for DeChambeau, it started on hole 13. And he was, uh, uh, shout out to, to Shane Bacon on, on golf, on golf network. Uh, he tweeted out that these guys were slipping on 13 on the tee box mm -hmm. on Thursday. And lo and behold, DeChambeau goes out and slips on 13. That really begins like his slide, his meltdown. Yes. Uh, there on Sunday. He, I mean, he went, I think he went, uh, bogey, double, double. Yeah. And then he had the four, uh, the, the, quad, the quad on uh, 17. 17. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't just a slip, but uh, it's right. a, a plethora of factors. But, yeah, he definitely, that was the start of it. Morikawa doubled uh, right around then. I think he was on maybe 15 or something, mm -hmm. or 14. He doubled that in a, in a pretty bad fashion, if I recall correctly. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was some bona fide U.S. Open carnage um, going down the stretch there. And it was fucking awesome. Um, that slip on 13, uh, uh, Bryson's ball ended up next to a, a case of Stella, uh, an empty case of Stella Artois. And, yeah, that and, was and that's trip. not notable, but what I'm wondering is, like, are they, were they allowed to take cases, like whole cases of beer out Someone there? Someone just found a way to get through that, 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 that stringent security and COVID protocol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any beers on you? No. Okay, come on here. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that was uh, th that thirteenth hole was uh, you know for Bryson he went in in about an hour's time to almost having an ace on I forget what hole that was, was hole eight yeah yeah hole eight almost acing hole eight to put him with a one shot lead in the U.S. Open as he's about to make the turn to yep. four holes later he's uh, you know going in just beginning to slowly explode that's so true I mean I remember on on hole eight thinking. After that happens, like okay, is he gonna come? Is he gonna come out and I win this? When, when I when I when I when I saw that ball hit the green, I thought that he was about to win this thing again. I wasn't too happy. I feel um, and I feel like he got jinxed by the announcers too because they're talking about oh he hasn't had he hasn't had a uh, a bogey in thirty six straight holes. Yeah, or some shit well, I mean, but you know that's just that's coming. Um, yeah, you can't get through that course without making bogeys. Yeah, so they just kept bringing it up, but yeah. Um, I wouldn't call what what happened to Wolf necessarily a, a meltdown because he played so good, but he kind he was in the mix and and faded at the end as well. I mean, he never was in the mix on Sunday, right? Aside from when they teed off, yeah. But he faded so quickly that he couldn't even get into our meltdowns category. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and kudos to to John Rom for still uh, for winning the tournament playing with uh, with Wolf, who's yeah struggling all day. Yep. That's not easy to do. No, not at all. Um, who else? Mackenzie Hughes kind of faded right away. He actually came back and finished decently. Henley. Uh, Henley. Those guys struggled, which I think most people kind of knew was going to happen. Yeah, eventually. Brooks, you know, finished strong, but he beefed up there in the uh, 13 kind of range as well um, and just didn't have quite enough. So it was interesting to see, you know, there was a point if Brooks could have got that other birdie on 18 – get in the clubhouse at right. minus three um, or minus four even. And then 
you know, who knows what happens. So it, it, it was definitely very fun to watch. Um, I never thought, I, I didn't think Louie melted down uh, at no. the end. I thought, I you thought know, the, the conversation that I heard most of yesterday was what, should he have hit an iron off the tee on 17? Should he have drove it like that? Um, obviously, yeah. he knows not to miss the ball left there. Yeah. Right? To miss that drive left. That shit, we all been there. You don't, you're not trying to hit the ball left. You inevitably hit the ball left. Yep. Um, and so he's so, trying to win the U.S. Open. He knows what Rom's done. He could hear the roars. He said he was watching the scoreboard. Um, and, you know, you go birdie, birdie right there. We saw it. John Rom did it. That's exactly so, what I wanted to get into is I don't think that, that, that Louis necessarily went out there and lost that tournament as much as no, John. John Rom just made two fucking fantastic putts and he, he went out there thing. and won it he yeah. went out there and did his thing and made putts when it counts you know how many times have we seen john rom on the last hole with, with the with a putt to either tie or or win or whatever i mean it seems like he's made such big putts already through his young career um you know we have the the one that he made against uh dustin johnson well when they were going back and forth and yeah the, uh, playoff yep. yeah dude that i mean that that comes to mind when he when he won at tory for the first time yep uh and then to see him out there do it on 17 and 18 and those those neither one of those putts are easy none of them <laughs> especially the one on 18 the the amount that it broke 17 too i yeah. mean they're both they were both they they're were both similar tough. and they were both had a ton of bend Anybody who who watches that putt and says like, oh, you know, that was a good, that was a good putt. No, it's a great putt. I it's a great putt. I, it's I a great bunker shot on eighteen before that putt too. I guarantee you, if you're, unless you're like a, under a five handicap, you're missing ten out of ten yeah. putts on. That, that's how difficult that is. That one on seventeen had so much bend, and like I said, that bunker shot on eighteen to get out of there um, mm -hmm. and leave yourself right there. That could have got very dicey. Yep. Um. So. No, I, I thought Louis did what he was supposed to. You, you got to pull out driver. If he pulls out an iron there and makes par, people are giving him shit for being a pussy and 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 uh, not going for not it. going for it. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. So uh, overall thoughts on, on the tournament. What do you got? Um, man, I, I really enjoyed it. So to me, this is the most exciting major since Tiger won the Masters in in twenty nineteen. Uh, most exciting final round for sure. Uh, best U.S. Open probably in a while, I would say. Um, a good a good while. We haven't had this kind of drama going down the stretch um, with uh, that pact of a leaderboard and then the carnage hitting all that leaderboard. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the course was great. I thought it was set up very well. There was always a low score out there, nothing really more than four under. But right. four under was always out there. Yep. It, it seemed, you know, in the morning it was easier to get, but there was always someone in the afternoon that posted minus three or minus four. So that score was, again, out there to be had. You just had to play a great round of golf to, to get it. Yep. Um, I completely agree. Uh, it's, it's the most exciting major we've had in a long time. And I, I would have to say I can't think of one that would top it except for when Tiger won it in 2019 at the Masters. Um one other thing that comes to mind is Rom being such a favorite the entire time and going out and doing it. Uh, that that's just really surprising, especially for golf. I haven't really seen someone do that other than like DJ in recent memory. Yeah, where it's like, okay, this is this is the guy to beat this week. No, he was focused. I mean, I said it last week on here. I really liked his press conference. Um, 
to come really, back from the memorial. And, I, I really liked his interview he had on Friday and Saturday, and that played a big part in some some bets I made on Sunday. Um, I, I, I loved where his head was at the entire week. I thought he he, he did just – I. And and then in winning and everything, right? I thought he handled the situation totally classy. Um, what's the word? I don't. Know. I guess woke's not the right word, but very aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he didn't. It didn't sound like some dude that was out of touch with reality, right? right. You, you know, he talked about how his homie, that writer, ended passed away from COVID, so he takes this stuff seriously. He took all the blame for the memorial, and yeah, he totally of, owned up to it for sure. Um, so kudos to him, right? Um, he fucking played great. How about those epic fist bumps too on seventeen and eighteen? There's. There's nobody not named Tiger Woods uh, that's better than him with the fist pump game right now. Right now, he's at the top of the fist pump game, uh, and until Eldrick gets back in the game. My God, that was uh, those putts on 17 and 18 were were awesome. So I on on uh, I'll segue us into our bets. My my bets all stunk except for some bets I made on Sunday. So on Sunday morning, I got up and said I'm gonna. I have no faith in Paul Casey closing out my top 10, which he did. Um, <laughs> but I have no faith in this. I need a little more action to wet the beak. So I tossed some funds in the gambling account. Um, I tossed in 75 bucks into the gambling account. Or I tossed in 80 bucks in my gambling account. I put 40 on Rory to win and 40 on John Rom to win. Rory at plus 450 and then John Rom at plus 1,000. Uh, I could not believe... John Rahm's odds were plus 1,000. He was three back. Um, that seemed, like I said, minus four seemed very gettable. And he seemed on the verge. He hadn't, to me, hadn't played his best round of the tournament yet. Right? He kind of right. just, he survived. A cu- he survived um, Friday, Saturday, kind of not with his best stuff. But he was, right. you could see he was still hitting the ball well. You know, yep. just had a couple miss bad breaks here and there. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't get that, right? He went off at plus 1,400 at the beginning of the mm-hmm. week. He's three shots back on Sunday, and he's plus 1,000. I was like, fuck, that's, that's great. So, nice. Um, that hit, obviously, Rory didn't. Uh, a bunch of my other bets were losers. Uh, Paul Casey ended up sneaking in and backdooring that, uh, that top 10 for me, and then everything else pretty much stunk on my bets. Um, I didn't do much better. I hit one of my bets. I had Strafasi, Leishman, and Morikawa with top 10s. Obviously, Leishman was nowhere near that, and Strafasi didn't make the cut. That was, that was just a dumb bet. I eh, I don't know whatever. what I was thinking. That kid's way too young. Anyway, Morikawa snuck in there with a, with a T4, um, a really grinded-out type of um, performance there. Hats off to him. Then I had Reed and Hovland winning it. Hovland, obviously, with the withdrawal. Uh, Patrick Reed, top top uh, T19, but another top 20. Played a great round on Sunday. Yeah. Shot, shot really well. So you knew the score was out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll take it. I mean, you know, winning it all is good. Even fuck though- yeah. No, uh, I was juiced about the John Rom, uh, about Rom winning. I had, uh, so, and we'll go, Nicholas is enormous. Mm-hmm. So that, John Rom was my first uh, Nicholas. Again, like I, I touched on just a moment ago, I was, I was, I really liked what I heard from him in the press conferences mm-hmm. last week. So that, that seemed easy. My number two, Nicholas, was Xander Shoffley. Um, he's very familiar with the property out there. He finished top ten. Um, <laughs> he finished tied for seventh. 
And then uh, a guy that a lot of people picked that would disappoint was Willie Z. And I kind of saw this one coming. Um, I think he might just be a little tired and, you know, it's a lot for a youngster. To... He, has, he hasn't missed a weekend. So he missed the cut. Um, but, yeah, those were my Nicholases, two of them, one, one being the winner, one in the top ten, and then the third missing the cut. That's pretty good. Hey, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, if you have if if you get a winner in those necklaces, I mean that's that's all you need to get a top ten as well. Pretty good. Yep. Um, my necklaces were Kepka, Spieth, and Morikawa. So I had two guys that tied for fourth, um, and then Spieth tied his boy Reed at at nineteen. Yeah, Spieth kind of always around, but never really around in the tournament. Yeah, totally. Um, and you were telling me you saw you saw him doing something at the at the range on yeah so I, there there's that clip of him like chopping a hitting a bunch of just I just saw like, a chunks of, of divots up repeatedly and it, I don't know like you said you said they I don't know what the hell is going on there it looks like it doesn't look like he's throwing like a fit and just like jam like mm-hmm. destroying <laughs> the grab but clearly he's just fucking the range up here yeah. um so there might have been i don't know i don't I'm gonna check that out i have no idea what was going on there it's an interesting clip you know you see so many of these random ass clips on instagram and shit and and they, they have absolutely no context or you don't even know if it's from that tournament right mm-hmm. so yep. um like the kind of stuff about brooks limping around that was going around on like Wednesday last yeah. week. Right? Yeah, that, that was that was a non-issue the entire. I, it was. I don't even think it was from footage yeah. from the tournament. But so, um, do your homework. Don't get caught up in some bullshit. Go back to you know, MLA and APA siding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll jump into my Normans. We'll finish with yours. Uh, so it's not on it on its face. It's not going to sound like my Normans were very solid Normans in that McElroy and Shoffley were top 10 at T at T seven. Um, and then JT was my third, uh, T 19. Yeah. But Rory is a Norman here. I, I feel like he is exactly where I was he's, going. He's with. my guy. I picked him to have a big year. I also picked him as a Norman. Um, He's a Norman here. He He's had every chance to win that tournament his on name, Sunday. And, his name was on the top of the leaderboard and, at one point. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, it happened to a handful of other guys, mm-hmm. but uh, that that was a Norman performance. Yeah. That, that's that, that, that's an that's a ideal uh, uh, Norman performance. You get, you get right to the lead. You have it. You're in the lead and, there with a chance, and you... And then uh, speaking of someone else who melted down uh, on the back nine, like we already touched on, I had Bryson as a Norman. So I almost, uh, there was a a point in time on Sunday where I was like, oh no, I'm going to have two Normans that win the fucking majors, (laughs) right? Um, So that that did not happen. Luckily, Bryson imploded there. um, That was, that was a, a, I mean, did he, was he up there with the lead on 13? So I, I don't know. You know that could be that could be it could have happened. Normal. I thought that was going to happen to him earlier in the week because yeah. there that rough was so inconsistent that all it takes is like that where he hit it into on seventeen mm-hmm. and just and and you're hosed um, and then a plethora of other <laughs> mistakes. But yeah, seventeen was a was a joy to watch. Um, <laughs> it's always fun to watch pros make a mess of a hole. Um, as an amateur golfer, that it, shank, it, it that definitely. shank out of that lie in the bunker, uh, went 
like a missile into the crowd, into the gallery over there. That was. Oh yeah, Rory shanked that one out of the bunker too. Oh no, oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> the, the downhill, the, yeah, the yeah. downhill lie. Oh, I beg man. anyone to try that shot and not shank yeah, it, no. especially if you see Rory doing it. Um, and then so I got one more Norman on here. Cantlay uh, tied for fifteenth. You know, whatever. He was kind of there the entire there, weekend. You didn't notice him. What? You, Cantlay's boring, so that's par for the course <laughs> for Cantlay. All right. Uh, let's see. What'd you think of like the coverage and everything? Uh, dude, I thought the coverage was uh, awesome. Having the double box up there uh, when you know guys are changing you know position was awesome. Yes. Two guys having putts up there. One guy makes it. One guy misses it. Yep. And then you see you yep. know with the, yeah, the that impacts was cool. of that on the leaderboard. That was cool. I had no quarrels. NBC does it big for the uh, for. The open, I thought it was good. The four D, the four D swing cam thing that they've been doing at the at, for the ladies, they did it and they did it here. Yep. I mean, everybody loves to see that. Ladies caught a little, a uh, little bit of network television time too on Sunday. Two hour CBS spot for the finish of the uh, Meyer Championship, so that was nice, even though no one was really watching it. Um, but nice nonetheless. No, I thought I thought NBC did great with the coverage. Yeah, I like it way better than Fox. Yeah. Something about Fox and Joe Buck doing golf doesn't rub me right. Yeah, it's 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 so different. I mean, you think that it's I don't and know. I love Joe. I, I think Joe Buck's a great commentator too. Yeah, um, I just don't want him doing the U.S. Open. He's just so associated with other things. Yeah, like baseball, yeah, yeah. football. He's not like Jim Nance, where you know he's associated with basketball and golf. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch upon? Um. Yeah, one, so two things before we end the U.S. Open. A, that's the most flag sticks I've seen hit in yeah. in, in a single tournament ever, um, and some with brutal, brutal repercussions. Yes, Sergio hit a flag stick and the ball rolled eighty yards back after that. Yep, that was. Can no. you imagine that? How I'm, frustrating he, that has to be, dude. And he kept his cool. I couldn't believe it. I thought I thought that would We're for in sure for a Sergio meltdown. Yes, He's older and married now. Uh, I thought it was gonna be a meltdown. That that was nutty, and then um, your boy's gonna really work on his driver game because I saw fucking two to three rattlesnakes out there on live coverage that were monstrous, and I don't want to be <laughs> anywhere near uh, those rattlesnakes out there when we go there here in a, in a couple months. We are so, two months um, away. I am planning to be uh, in the fairway and away from. The rattlesnakes. You're just gonna be hitting that two iron the entire time. Striping a two iron, striping the driving iron down Sting, there. Stingers all day. Hellacious seeds. Awesome, dude. Great weekend. Uh, we had great coverage the entire time. I sure watched a lot. I think that's probably the most of a, of a single tournament that I've watched. I watched um, in a while. I watched everything on Sunday. Um, I watched most of the Saturday. I missed a lot of Friday and uh, Thursday just with work and stuff. I, I mean, I caught it. I listened. Oh, that's I'll give. I listened to a lot of it actually mm. on Thursday and Friday while at work. Um, and the the guys that do PG that call it on PGA Tour Radio for mm-hmm. serious are a one. Uh, it's like Gary it's McCord. Be tough. It's gonna be tough to do. Do they have hell of fun on there? Um, and they're all, you know, a handful of them older players and stuff. So mm-hmm. like when Phil pulled out that two wood on uh, Thursday, you know, McCord's like, oh, no, no. Right. They just they, 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 they did his other buddies like, oh, he's taking a big practice swing. And then it's just <laughs> disaster. Right. And, you know, they're obviously rooting for their boy. So 
If you can't watch a tournament, I highly recommend the uh, major coverage that they got on Sirius. Uh, those guys kick ass. Awesome. Well, we get to leave one major and start talking about another. This Ooh. is like you said a couple weeks ago. This is the this is the best time of the year for golf. It's men's major, women's major, men's major, women's major all throughout the summer here. Yeah, we um, still have the the open for both both. Yep. So. Um, yeah, dude, it's tight. We we we're, we're from one right into another. Yep, and so we got the the women's PGA at Atlanta Athletic Club. Um, as you said, this is a uh, another men's course they're playing on. Uh, do you know of what other events they've hosted here? It's hosted the PGA that Keegan won. Mm. Um, I believe he beat Duffner, so that's like what, like 2011. It's actually hosted a U.S. Women's Open. Um, in like the 1990s um and then it's hosted a ton of uh u.s amateurs um maybe like another pg two pga championships but um a handful of uh championship events so again it's a good opportunity for like i said the ladies to get onto a course that's traditionally more of a, a men's major course and uh show off their skill set I um going into kind of like some of the design. It's a it's a Bobby Jones original design, and then uh, much like the major championship this last week, yeah, it would be a Reese Jones um course redesign. Yeah, so they're playing two. Cor- there's one of there are two courses. They're playing the Highlands course. Okay, uh, I kind of went through today and looked at it. It's a it's a shitload of bunkers. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Shitload Reece, of bunkers, Jones. lot of yeah, just uh, <laughs> it, it, shitload of bunkers, more hazards, so a lot more water than okay. we saw this last week. There's no water at Tory, right? Oh, no, there was there's some. water on eighteen, on eighteen, and that's about it, though, right? Yeah, unless you really fuck one up and hit it into the hit ocean. into the ocean, but hat true hat. So, um, lot of bunkers, good amount of of uh, of water. Mm-hmm. It, it it should play. I want to say they're playing it from about like sixty eight hundred yards. So it, it it and with the rain that the Atlanta area. Oh, with the rain that the Atlanta area has seen <laughs> in, in the, the last week, um, it could be a little bit soft out there. So, um, I don't know. I've never. I don't really recall the PGA Championship that Keegs won out here. So no, I, I'm excited to watch him play this course uh who do you got who you got for your picks this week so picking wise and betting wise would probably be two different things uh just kind of like john rom i watched a bunch of the uh press conferences today i thought i really liked what nelly had to say in her press conference she's fresh off a win um she seems very relaxed i think she maybe was putting a little too much pressure on herself at the U.S. At the Open. US Open. Yeah. Um, so she seems to be in a good spot. I mean, go, you know, it's not cr- crazy to pick the uh, top-ranked American player in the world. For sure. Number four in the world to, to win a major. But um, I think her, I think you got to, MB Park's always a favorite. Um, you got to look out for, for her. Um, re- really, I think a lot of the Koreans are going to play very well because they're all so bunched up for their Olympic points, and this is the last event before the Olympics. Mm. Um, that it, it it means a lot to them. So the guys uh, are already decided, right? Guys were decided as of the the U.S. Open. They got one additional week here for the ladies. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, Nels, Inby, um, you know, those kind of jump off as favorites. Um, I'll let you go who you got, and then I'll go into my bets. And, For sure. And, and, I'll, and I'll actually – and I think my bets are pretty good, so um, – who do you who do you like? Everybody that now that you're an LPGA guy. Yeah, everybody that I'm I'm picking is is somebody I watched play when when they were here at Olympic Club. Um, I'm picking Nelly Corda. I mean, that's the easiest pick, considering how great she played last week. But I think that she's peaking at the right time. Yeah, I think the U.S. Open for her was uh, kind of like a an eye opening experience in terms of getting her, just getting her head right because she was clearly frustrated out there. We yeah. saw it, we saw it all weekend long, um, and. Well, I mean, Thursday and Friday. Lost um, in the shuffle of the U.S. Open last weekend, she fired off a 10 under 62 on Saturday, yeah. which is fucking impressive. Yes. I mean, you don't, you you have to be absolutely dialed in for your game. You don't go out there and shoot a 62, um, you know, out of nowhere, so to speak. Um, second pick is Patty T. I'm going to go mm-hmm. with her just because. That's a pick I like. She's my favorite uh, swing in the LPGA game. And then I'm going to go with Amy Olsen. All right. Um, I just feel that... Consistent player. Consistent Shows player. up in majors. I feel like she shows up in majors. I just... Uh, she's always kind of in, in it, and I, she seems like a grinder. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick her. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm ready to make some bets on this. Um, so I'll go into kind of my other picks. I, I would... I might... I still, I'd probably still bet a little bit on Nelly just because I want to root for her. And, um, but... My top bet, uh, I fashion myself as a So Young You guy, and <laughs> what do guys do? They bet on their gals. Um, so she needs to win this tournament to get into the uh, the the Olympics for for the Korean team because that team is just it's yeah, it's a dogfight, right? Man. You're trying to make you got 13 of the world's top 20 basically fighting for three spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but she played great at the Metahill. Um, she played great on the weekend at the Metahill, so I look for her to have, and plus 1,600 kind of shocked me as a low, low number, um, so maybe, maybe the bookmakers think the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with Soyeon Yu as my kind of favorite. Uh, I'm going to put a little scratch on Jess Corda at plus 2,600. Mm-hmm. That's Soyeon Yu's at plus 1,600. Um, go with Jess at plus 26, just one of my favorites, always going to pull for her. Um, I too like Patty T in this tournament. I actually like Patty T a lot, especially if it rains again, Mm -hmm. because that's what happened. That's how the ANA set up was they got a little bit of rain during the week and Patty T went out there and dropped fucking nukes all week long and just rolled the rock. And I don't see, I see the longer hitters getting a big advantage if this course plays soft and if it rains again during the week. Um, so I love that bet, Patty T bet. Um, it's plus 3,300. I mean, I think... If you were just asking me, I would put her up in that like plus two thousand, plus mm. fifteen hundred range. Um, and then my last bet was the runner up at the U.S. Open. Um, she played a great round on Sunday. She, I, this one baffles me. I don't get how she's this big of a, a, a long shot. That would be Nasa. Yeah. Hatakoa uh, yeah. to get the win done. She's always in the top ten. She's at won plus at 5, the LPGA. Um, that's like a journeyman's odds right there so i don't know uh maybe there's something i don't know that happened to nasa but she's cool as hell um she played great down the stretch at the u.s open so i expect her to show up hungry and ready to fucking roll 
All right, man. We got a, another great weekend of women's golf. Uh, next week, we'll probably we're going to touch on both Olympic teams. I think that's what, that'll be a good one to cool. kind of take a look into the Olympics. Um, anything else you want to touch on before I sign off? Um, no. Let's see. Uh, let's see how the let's see how NBC and the, the PGA dick Handle. this coverage up for the uh, the women's PGA Championship here this weekend. I'm sure they do the will. right thing, NBC. Come on. I Come believe on. I'm just saying this right now. I think the final round is fucking tape delayed. Oh God, don't do that to us. Come on, come on, put it on on prime time. Let people watch it. I think you can get it on. I think you can watch it live on Peacock. Okay, but still, um, come on. What are you doing? Who watches tape delay? All I right, then we'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll figure we'll talk, it out. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we're gonna be playing. We're gonna be playing golf on Sunday, and we'll and we'll talk about what we see in the coverage. Um, looking really looking forward to another great weekend of women's golf and until then I'll see you next week yes sir that does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars podcast we want to thank you all for joining us and if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content join us next week as we unpack the women's PGA championship talk Olympic golf and review the book Zen Golf by Dr. Joseph Parent lastly be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.